Ladies and gentlemen, it is November 30th, 2022. That's a Wednesday. And this is the final episode of November for Podzilla 1985. It's Pro Wrestling Inscripted. I know it's been a light month for material. <laughs> I My just name. knew you were going to say, like, it's the final show of November. It also had strong potential to be the first show of November. <laughs> it's it's also the final show of Podzilla 1985. We're going out how we came <laughs> As in. As you know it. That's um, right. <laughs> Just the two of us only paying attention. The other two nowhere to be found. We got uh, Louie and, and Jordan are on the way. or Not Zach, though. So, <laughs> Have you seen this boy? <laughs> my name is Shannon Young. I'm going to be your host tonight. With me, of course, I've got Double H. Hey, that's me. And, Why'd I do Jesse's intro? That was weird. Well, anyway. <laughs> Jesse's still very curious about that PS5. He needs answers. <laughs> He needs like, answers. Does he think that maybe, maybe I like you said that to me sometime, perhaps, or well, he's going to get to the bottom <laughs> of it. He's going to go back to the the tape and figure it out. Uh quick, quick note: we may not have an after dark tomorrow. We haven't really talked about it. Lindsay's not going to yeah. be here, um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll that's see. really kind of half the point. Like, yeah, half. The, I mean, a lot of the show is just not either, right? Because she's also going to that thing. Yeah, I think so. So it would just be like, well, hell, maybe we will do a show. Just me, you, and Jesse. Finally, the skirts out of the way. Get- Get Kaz in here. <laughs> and just do a real get Tanner in here if he's not making more babies. Um and the baby looked at me. That's the funny part. The baby looked at you? Uh it's it's kind of a, a light weekend rest of the news. So we're gonna spend a majority of this talking about the Royal Rumble. Ooh, yeah. Nope. Survivor series. You weren't here last week either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're already jumping ahead in it, maybe because you saw the news. Uh actually I, I'd like to make a quick uh declaration here. Okay. Um I I will not be a part of this year's Royal Rumble which means I will be exactly as much a part of it as Ric Flair would be. Uh, what? <laughs> we started, I saw my favorite headline on 411 this week that says, and I quote, Ric Flair clarifies status for WWE Royal Rumble. The first line <laughs> of the story says, Ric Flair has clarified he is not said to appear at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. <laughs> I'm glad Rick finally puts put an answer out there because I... We've been hell? wondering for so oh, long. Okay, it was we Lindsay. Need to know. Lindsay, come here. Lindsay, come here. Where are you? <laughs> Hi. Say hello to the wrestling fans. Hi. They can't see you, Lindsay. Hi. Okay, she just waved. Yeah. I, I didn't know just, which show you were. She's still just on. waving at Hunter there. Um. Anyway, he said, he said the wrestling fans, and she was like, "Well, that could be anybody." <laughs> also, uh, for verification, Lindsay Wolfgong will also not be appearing at the 2023 Royal Rumble. She just clarified that, that to is me. Correct. So, yeah, Asa Gray might. Hang on, let me check something real quick. Funny, you gonna yeah. be at the Royal Rumble? Double check with her. Like, is she gonna be in it? She, she literally just went. That's, <laughs> she just squinted her eyes like, please don't talk to me. I'd say that's clarification. You're not going to be at the Royal Rumble this year, right? All right, there it is. She will not be. She's clarified. Much like Ric Flair, okay. my wife will not be at the Royal Rumble this okay. year. Okay. Boy, they're, they're dropping like flies <laughs> at this point, honestly. I, I, honestly, who's even going to be in who's it? Who's going like, to be in the Rumble? What would Ho- even be the point? Hulk Hogan is on standby, brother. <laughs> Just give him a call. He's there. Well, he would call He would call Bam to have him join him, but he misses him too much, man. You know? <laughs> Bam's like, I'm still alive, brother, but thank you. I think Bam would have to uh, uh, kind of edit that one at these days. Go, I'm still alive, brother, just barely, but I'm still I'm here. Hanging I'm, I'm hanging on. Hogan would be like, are you sure? <laughs> After the show, I have to tell you a very mean joke that I told to Jason Wells today <laughs> that I will not repeat on the air. Yeah. And for the yes, record, please. for the record, it's not racist or sexist in any way. It's just really mean. And I don't want to important you point that out when you're talking about Hulk Hogan. Well, <laughs> well no, I'm not the racist. He is someone today. So I was, fi- you know, big news. Uh, I'll reveal this here. I put it on my Facebook earlier. Uh, we finalized this. This is big for us in, in so yeah. many ways. I finalized the paperwork today on PZ 85. Our very own LLC is officially live. And one of the companies under the umbrella is Cape championship wrestling. Um, we have worked with Cape Championship Wrestling for many, many years. This is a big thing for us that you know yeah. um, that uh, you know I own it. And when, when I was, <laughs> you know, I mean, 
<laughs> well, it's just so weird to say, and it's it doesn't feel real in a lot of ways to to say it because you know no, I, I worked at CCW since uh, well, I haven't worked there, but I've been a part of CCW since the beginning. I've you know you you convinced me to come to that first show, you and Osby, uh, yeah. because Osby was wrestling and you were doing the GM thing. And I, I'd never been to an indie show, so you know, me and the group came there and fell in love with it. I've never missed a show. I've been in every single show, and I've progressed from you know, fan in the front row to where we are now. So this this feels like a, a long time coming. It, it's incredibly humbling. But when I was at the bank talking to you know the gentleman about all of it, he asked me who is your favorite wrestler of all time because he knows I'm a he he found out through all of this that I'm a wrestler, and I right. you know I told him it's Hulk Hogan. You know, for all the things that you know, the terrible things Hogan uh, kind of has been as a as a human being. Sure. Uh, in terms of wrestling, you know, I grew up in the late '80s, early '90s, so Hulk Hogan was my idol. You know, my icon. Um, Absolutely. And he, you know, I saw a video of him in Japan recently, and I don't remember who he was wrestling. But you, you, people always talk about how Hogan was an awful wrestler. Hogan was not an awful wrestler. Go watch. You know, this has been beat to death. But go watch his stuff in Japan. He was a very sound technical wrestler. Um, he was trained in Japan uh, in, in a lot of ways. Uh, he just didn't have to. When he comes to America, he, he did what the market called for. Right. It's the same thing as a bunch of these other guys. It, it, people now who watch matches from the Young Bucks and, and the, like those are their favorite wrestlers, go back and watch Rock and Austin at WrestleMania 17, and you'll get why it's a great match. But at the same time, you'll go, okay, but from a technical standpoint, this is punch, punch, kick, kick, yeah. stomp him in the corner for a little bit. Hogan versus with a chair, Rock. Throw him into the robes, elbow. It's all the same kind of stuff. A great match is not precluded upon great, quote-unquote, wrestling. Right. right. It's not the same thing. There, no. There's a reason that it is, it's, you know, delineated between some guys are great technical wrestlers. Some guys are, uh, you know, what we call spot monkeys, you know, your high flyers. Right. There's different kinds of people. Some people are a little bit good at all of it. Um, and some people find the magic that they do what they have right. to do to, you know, be the the best version of themselves. And Hogan, right. that, that's what he did. He, he did what Hogan needed to do to be the icon. Now, unfortunately, to be fair, that went on way too long. And he was doing it way late in his career when it didn't look good anymore. That right. was the problem. But he was yeah. past the point where he couldn't do the other stuff either. So well, what you know, the hell do you do? The video that I saw, crazy enough, he was 38 years old. At the time, it was uh, yeah. during his WCW, but before I think before the NWO, and he's in Japan. He's wrestling this match. I mean, this dude is doing uh, chain wrestling. He's doing um, uh, oh god, I can't think of the name of the move where you have where they grab your leg and you you kick him in the back of the head. What's it? Inziguri. He's doing inziguris. He's he's doing all this crazy stuff, and uh, he did a jumping knee off the ropes. And I'm like, wow, man, I di- I didn't even know Hogan got down like that. But yeah, he didn't have to do that stuff in America. And the funny part about it is. You know, Hogan obviously is in his uh, what is it, late sixties, maybe early seventies at this point. He can't wrestle anyway. Ric Flair, he's too old, and I think he knows that, especially with all the surgeries he's had to have. But a majority of his surgeries came from the fact that he did that leg drop as a finisher for so long. It yeah. fucked his spine up. In Japan, his his finisher was the axe bomber, which was a clothesline. If he had done that right. finisher in America, he would not be in this the shape he's in right now. You're gonna hate this. He's sixty nine years old. <laughs> Wait, what? He's, he's almost 70. He's Wait, 69. No. <laughs> I know. Man, I know. Let's just, just move past it. Just... Let's just move past it. Somewhere um, Jesse just went, wait a minute. <laughs> but hey, Someone if, said the thing. If Ric Flair can have a match at 70 rapists, I mean, Hogan could probably still go for a couple uh, couple more years. So. Oh, yeah. 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 Anyway, hey, we, a lot of Hulk Hogan talk at the beginning here. Point is. That I don't remember. So, <laughs> eight minutes in, Hunter, as you know, wrestler, you, you won't see it was Hulk Hogan. Now. Yeah, it's Hulk, it's Hulk Hogan. If you had, yes. if, if I had to pick someone past Hulk Hogan, it would be Shawn Michaels. Just for the record, yeah, Michaels was always I, uh, my second. I, did, I didn't arbitrarily pull that match out of out of nowhere. By the way, mine has always been the Rock. It will always be the Rock. There's no way that anybody ever overtakes him. The, everybody below that has fluctuated. For a long time, it was CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has drastically gone down since Scott Steiner. Uh, <laughs> um, Edge has almost always been up there, but I'm not going to lie to you. His most recent run has diminished that a little bit. Christian used to be way up there. I've kind of lost favor with him. No. Um, a guy who I've gained a lot of stock in, and I don't know that he'll ever be. I'm so far past my prime of of wrestling being like my just favorite thing in the world that I just don't I don't think Kevin Owens will ever be able to gain enough traction to be up there but he's definitely in the top 10 somewhere 
Um, he's a guy who I'm consistently wanting to watch on, yeah. on TV right now. So, um, a person like that for me, which is crazy enough, I, I would put by the way in, in my top the ones that usually stay near the top: Hogan, Michaels, and I don't think this is a controversial pick, uh, Mister Perfect. Mr. Perfect was sure. oh, was yeah. I mean uh, incredible wrestler and incredibly talented. Those those vignettes that he would do, you know, where he's making the basket or throwing Catching the football the to himself, and the- <laughs> so good. And there not be anybody oh, yeah. be like that. But um, SWAT, he was the only yeah. guy who could do it perfectly. Spit the gum out and smack it. Um, surprisingly, someone that's really gotten on my radar in the past couple, probably the past year, and considering how much I disliked them in the beginning on a personal level, just because of decisions that they had made that I thought were poor decisions, is Jay Uso. You know, a lot of people are giving credit to Sami Zayn for all this angle going on, and he should. He's been great, but Jay Uso, sure. since he came back as a singles guy and fought, you know, uh, Roman Reigns, and you know, did that great storyline where he didn't want to fall in line with the bloodline because he was tired of living yeah. in the shadow and all that. That was great, and and what it's evolved into. It's so good, and he's so good at it. So um, the whole bloodline I for him distinctly is just stuck in my head. Um, I want to say it was the Hell in a Cell match where he's just groveling after losing that match and going, "I hate you, man." Yeah. He's just yelling it at Roman over and over. And I mean, next week, what's he doing? Standing right behind Roman, arms crossed, but he's there. Yep. He had no choice. That's what he agreed to. He, it's, he had about that, but it was good stuff. There was a line that he had in one of the segments where it was leading up to the rock or uh, the rock Roman reigns. And, uh, <laughs> And uh, Jey Uso, where Jay talked about how, you know, when people look at Roman, they see the head of the table and all that. When they see Jay, they ask, which one are you? You know, and I, that always stuck with me, you know, between him and Jimmy. Yeah. So that's good stuff. And I, I think eventually when this bloodline thing falters, um, I want to see where Jey Uso goes next. I think the belief is that Sami Zayn is going to go with Kevin Owens and they're going to take the tag titles from the Usos, which I think is probably what's going to happen. But I think it would be interesting sure, yeah. if, if Sami Zayn stayed in Uso and maybe Jey is the one that teamed up with Kevin Owens to take on Jimmy and Sami. I don't know. We'll see what happens. That is, that is a, a lot of the hey. sort of scuttlebutt of the internet right now. There's a lot of rumor mongering that that's what's going to happen, that all of this is leading up to the surprise where it's Jey who finally breaks it, from the... And it would make sense. Storyline wise, it would make sense. It's such a good story. WWE found gold with this one. They really, really did. And everyone is good in their job. Um, But all the things that Triple H inherited, this is like among this is the best. Yes, by far. Uh, Twelve minutes in, you know, the nerdiest part of the ring likes to start their show. I do know them with the with the power of positivity. We like to spend twelve minutes rambling and then explore the negative side of professional wrestling so uh we're gonna sort of start the show out this week with what we hate in the world of professional wrestling and i'll i'll keep mine quick because we may talk about it more again later but the return of the elite to aew television not just the like you said we were talking about this before the show that you know they came back to kansas carry on our my wayward son it's very hokey they they very much i mean the the celebratory masturbatory return is is disgusting Absolutely. in its own but it, it's and that's a good way to describe it i love that it's very much that they are it is just going around the circle yeah you know they're, they're, they're yeah. they might not be uh curtain jerking but they're definitely circle jerking <laughs> at this point um but it was also there was a match specifically against the uh death triangle which is oh god i know it's Pac. uh who is or it? Pack. Pack. Pentagon Jr., I think is his name. <laughs> Pentagon and, Jr. And then there's another uh, one. <laughs> man, you know, for a second. Okay, and the other one. There's no way. There's no way he hears this. But <laughs> there's. You and I have famously talked about uh, EFEDs that we ran back yeah, in the day. Yeah. And for a split second, as we were going down the names, I was like, oh, it's uh, Pac, <laughs> Pentagon Jr., and uh, Eloveno Negro. And then I'm like, nope. Nope, no, that's a guy from an that I was in the Black Sheep. That was <laughs> the name we went by, and I'm like, it's got to be that. No, that's not it. So, Dean, if you're and you're not, he's not uh, hearing this. He might I be. Distinctly remember that character. <laughs> oh, but you just uh, Phoenix. You just uh, Phoenix, Phoenix something. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I think uh, it's just Phoenix. I think it's it? just Phoenix. Well, they had their match, probably like the the number two of the best of fifty series or whatever the fuck they're doing. Which go, <laughs> you know, again, I know Jim Cornette is kind of a. Um, 
He's divisive. But go listen to him sure. and, and Brian Last discussing the ratings for AEW and how they continue to fall. And what they're doing is they're basically taking things that are already losing ratings and then pushing them harder. You 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 have the Elite versus Death Triangle that's not doing well. So what do you do? Make it a best of seven series. That's smart. But anyway, sure. they yeah. did this match and they're in Chicago. And they have these cute little moments where, like, one of the Jacksons, I don't know which one's from which. I'd have to ask Dalton. Dalton, uh, what, what is his name? Dalton a- Anathy, I believe Stride is. <laughs> did, you see the, did you see the picture he posted? Scroll up no, a little I bit. I see it more clearly. Yeah, it's uh, Anathy versus. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even get a first name. Well, I guess nobody got a first name, to be fair. And he didn't get That's the right. Lo- and he didn't get the wrong. He Wait, didn't get the right last name either. Why are there Christmas balls over well, <laughs> him, but not over Walker? So why does it look like they're censoring him, like he's on the cover of the guy game? What is this? No disrespect to Stride oh. because we love Stride. I'm, I'm, I love Stride. But when he sent I'm this, I'm loving this. This is great. <laughs> he sent this during CCW Live, and I think he posted. They gave me balls. Um, <laughs> But I don't think you realize that they said Anathy instead of Anthony. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's clearly him from the evil universe. Anywho, they 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 uh, he does the buckshot lariat, but he hurts his foot when he does it, like Punk did. Right. Uh Kenny yeah. Omega, he does the uh he bites one of their arms I, like yeah, Ace Steel yeah. did. And then he does the go to sleep as his finisher. And it, you know, this to me uh, let, let me tack something onto this this to me smacks of like as i'm thinking about them doing this and i can see the visuals it's like i can hear asa our own asa gray in the background i can hear his voice going you know local references get local <laughs> listening yeah and that's all it feels like man it's this constant uh, we we have hounded these guys for some time now over the fact that that AEW has slowly but surely continued to descend into the we're going to cater to a very specific kind of fan Mm -hmm. and a very specific kind of audience and this to me is it's certainly not the culmination of it because it's not going to end nope but it is very much the apex like they just set a new record for how much you can reference your own for how fucking petty you can be so i mean this this has got to be one of two things uh the smart part of me wants to believe that this means that punk is coming back that this is you know this is the sign that they wouldn't reference this if punk wasn't coming back well, and they're, they're going to make money on it but it's also a bunch of petty Cole motherfuckers Cabana. yeah Cole Cabana got his ROH match uh or title match against Jericho and everyone went why would you do that you know right. Tony was like oh he's just the right guy he's a former ROH guy you know he deserved to have this match but there was very it was it was the Will Ferrell like <laughs> wink while he was saying it too you know yeah. and everyone's like okay but do you really mean like what's what's happening and then this compounded on top of that like you said that part of me thinks okay well then clearly he's he's coming back but is he but is he or is this just just let's just be petty let's just because they are they are petty as fuck i mean look at look at the bucks anytime something happens go to their twitter page you know if you can stomach going over to twitter anymore they'll they'll change their bio (laughs) to something cute to reference it you know they name they named their finisher the Meltzer driver after Dave Meltzer, oh, you know, oh, it's it's like I'll, I'll <laughs> these guys are so pathetic in their pettiness. Dalton, I'm sorry, I know you're a big fan of the Bucks. I think they're good wrestlers, but they're such petty fucks. Um, and you know, again, uh, not to bring up Jim Cornette again, but he made a great point of if this isn't a work, and these guys are really going out there and just fucking taunting CM Punk, is that a smart move to taunt the guy that could potentially sue the shit out of you for what happened? Right. Yeah, especially if he's he's vindicated in any way for the the fight, for the leaking of the rumors. I don't know that he could sue him over that stuff, but but definitely the fight. I mean, that that was a physical altercation. If in any way it, it's it's vindicated that they were, you know, the aggressors or they were part of the problem, maybe we don't go taunt him on national television, right? <laughs> because that. <laughs> That little move is now going to be known as Exhibit C. Yeah, and it, you know, thankfully, it's not like CM Punk is a vindictive person. He doesn't hold grudges. No, clearly not. Well, clearly not. Just a good. He <laughs> no. goes to church every Sunday. You know. No, 
No one who gets into fights backstage and eats muffins at a press conference could be evil, Shannon. <laughs> well, it's Hunter. He's old. He's tired. He's grumpy. He works with fucking children, <laughs> is what I hear. So that's what I hate. That's what I hate in wrestling this week is yeah, the pettiness fair. shown by the EVPs. Assuming that this isn't a work, and if it is a work, it's a stupid work, and I hate it. Yep. And if it's not yep. a work, this is going to go down as one of the dumbest things. This, you know, what this reminds me of. That's going off on a, on a, a tangent. Bring it back to Hogan. This reminds me of. When Hogan worked that angle, his last angle in WCW, where he pinned Jeff Jarrett for the title oh, and, yeah. and left, and then Vince Russo comes out and cuts this promo, eviscerating Hogan, called him a big ball bastard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and a pay per view. You paid good money to watch Vince Russo go absolutely batshit on television, <laughs> and and it led to Hulk Hogan legitimately suing WCW because yeah. they they you know. Uh, yeah, for yeah. So why would you? Why are we doing this again? Why are we doing this again? Yeah. You know, did you learn uh, nothing from Vince Russo, bro? I don't know. Clearly, they didn't. They just hired Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> oh god. Okay, slap nuts. What do you got this week? <laughs> so uh, speaking of Dave Meltzer, I, I'm not normally <laughs> Uncle so Dave? critical of, of Dave Meltzer, but look, man, sometimes it's a little too far, and I know that I'm going hard on the 411 headlines this week, but. Coming out of Survivor Series, and we'll talk about it here in just a little bit, Roman Reigns was apparently, quote-unquote, very heated after a spot. I did read that. So, here's, here's the gist of the story. Supposedly, during the match, he did, Roman himself did something with, with Owens that was a little too real. It got a little too serious, like he went a little too hard. The report is that when, when uh uh, Owens was like on his knees he'd been knocked out and he kind of like leaned his head up against Roman's chest like that thing where you're trying to stand back up and you're using your opponent to do it and Roman just kind of grabs his head and slings him to the side I remember going oh shit like that looked good but that looked hard after that Owens got a chance to slap Roman and the word is that he hit him like really hard yeah busted an eardrum Roman thought he had yeah, yeah. He, he thought he had a ruptured ear, eardrum <laughs> yeah, he had like visible swelling under his eye and he was like pissed off about it and of course the internet immediately went nuts with Kevin Owens is unsafe versus Roman Reigns is a crybaby I don't even want to talk about all that that's not even I don't, I don't give a shit about that that's no. every bit of that is speculation right Let's talk about the speculation, though. Dave Meltzer's version of the story essentially boiled down to this. After Survivor Series, it was said that Roman Reigns was very heated backstage about a spot. But it's not clear which spot. It just seemed like he was angry. Um, sources said he was probably over it by Raw, except maybe he wasn't. But they're going ahead with the storyline, which I'm reporting on after the show, and you know they're going ahead with the storyline too because you literally just watched it happen. That's this good reporting. Kind of That's good reporting. This is the kind of stuff that people make fun of Meltzer for all the time, and this might be the most clear-cut example, um, definitely since we brought the show back, <clears throat> since we got down to, to brass tacks and, and doing it this way, that I can think of, of Meltzer going, all right, I got a hot scoop for you. Roman Reigns is pissed off. Really? What happened? Well, it was this thing. Okay, well, I heard about that. What else do you know? Um, he might or might not be over it. It might or might not cancel a storyline. He also might or might not be injured. And it might be true that none of this happened. Stay tuned next week to find out. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. That that's Dave Meltzer is doing a job that a potato could do <laughs> because it's reporting on precisely nothing. <laughs> and yet has like commands well, maybe not so much anymore, but commands so much respect and like the the IWC. He's definitely a top name. Maybe not yeah. a lot of respect, but he's still a top name of a guy who when you when you see news is being reported, you're looking for a handful of names, and Meltzer is one of them. Yeah. Because at the very least you can kind of confirm that he he knows some people in the industry, he's been yeah. around a long time. He has access to some information that other people might not be able to get. But this just smacks of that, like, it's it's not even, if I say bad reporting, I don't mean that it's inaccurate reporting. It's useless reporting yeah. because he's rendered it incapable of being accurate or inaccurate. He's giving every possibility of yeah. what could have happened. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that that would be like reporting on the, the runoff in Georgia saying, you know, Her Herschel Walker won or he could have lost. Uh, and right. you know, Warnoff one say or, one of the two is true. <laughs> uh, one person is upset he lost, but we don't know which one. Also, he might not actually be upset. Like, right. okay, so what's the story then? So what do I need to know? What is this? Oh God! 
Uh, and I get it. You know, the, like what we're talking about there are also two very disparate things. Political, you know, ramifications of all of that are huge. Whatever yes. happens in, in that particular story. But what about Roman Reigns being mad? Yeah, that's the thing. In, in this case, I get that. Like, it's a very unimportant. Like, in the grand scheme of things, it's very unimportant. If Roman Reigns got a boo boo and was pissed off about it, <laughs> or if he wasn't, for that matter, or if he didn't get the boo boo, right? <laughs> but like. That's the thing. If you're going to report on relatively <laughs> trivial shit in the first place, at least give me something, man. Yeah. You got to give me something to work with. That's oh, like, that's like, that <laughs> he said before that, like, you know, with the punk scenario, like punk's camp says he's not happy about it or he's fine or that right. it never actually happened and it was work, <laughs> but it might be true. So, but it might be true, and you're gonna definitely want to. I guess it's not quite as bad as uh, is it is it PW Torch or Fightful Select? That's like you know, uh, find out more by subscribing for just five ninety nine a month or whatever. <laughs> How much more could you say? Yeah, you said so many things already. I've already got to save my money to donate to the guy doing Poconut November. I don't have enough money oh. to. Unlike him, I don't have enough to spread around. You know, I heard he was going to go the full year. <laughs> He's well. If you pay him enough, he'll do another year. I would. How much did I have to pay to make him stop? <laughs> well, Dave Meltzer reports that he might not actually have done it in the first place, or he did. Or he did. All right. Let's, oh man, we're going to talk about Survivor Series real quick, and then we're going to get out of here. Uh, Survivor yeah. Series. First off, overall, I'd say it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I watched yeah. it and liked it. It was, I described it before we got on here, uh, and, and this is not my line, but I, I thought it was a good line. The most NXT era, like, main roster show since uh, the last time Triple H got a chance to do that. What he actually brought NXT up, which was, ironically enough, Survivor Series in 2019. Five matches, an extremely tight card. Um and again, that's very indicative of the Triple H black and gold NXT shows where when you had a major show, even if you were in a in a feud in a storyline, if it was not, you know, equivalent to some of the other big stuff going on, you didn't make it on the show. So where we might previously have been critical of like, for example, Gunther, Intercontinental Champion, not there, nowhere to be found. Right. Um, Braun Strowman, Omos, like these guys who have been on TV regularly, they were not at the pay-per-view. Why are, you know, premium live event? Um why? Because they didn't have a story to be had there. And Vince McMahon era WWE would 100% have crammed every one of those guys into a traditional Survivor Series style match. It would have been <laughs> yep. over in three seconds. Mm -hmm. The team that won would have immediately disbanded and no one would have ever talked about it again. And well, they, that's why that didn't happen. They also would have done that brand supremacy bullshit that they do every year where no one cares about mm -hmm. it until Survivor Series. And so Raw they, versus SmackDown. Oh, Raw Superior. You know, shit like that. Um, My favorite my favorite was when they would do that, and it would either be right after they'd had a draft or just before they had one. And you go, well, then who cares? Well, Dave Belzer <laughs> reported you just that. Put that shirt on last week. <laughs> one thing that it kind of made me sad is Triple H tweeted, and you can tell how much he misses the fucking guy, man. Did you see Triple H's tweet on Saturday? Mm -mm. About he, about Vince? No, 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 no. Someone he actually cares about, an actual father figure. <laughs> Uh, Does he? He tweeted tonight just wouldn't be the same without dot dot dot, and then below is a video compilation of William Regal saying war games. Oh, yeah, you could just yeah, feel how fair. much he misses William Regal, man. That if there's if uh, there's one he's legitimately mad at Vince about, I suspect it's that one. Yeah, of all the same. other guys that he liked and he worked with, I think that's the one where he's probably like, man, you old son of a you man. bastard, you screwed that one up for me. <laughs> And from what uh, Meltzer, you know, <laughs> Dave was saying, <laughs> God damn it, Dave was saying. William Regal may or may not be coming back, or he may never think about coming back, or he might right now be eating frozen yogurt, which Dave, contains potassium benzoate. And that's bad, or it's not. You yeah. know. Dave Meltzer, I think he... <laughs> Meltzer just goes, can I go now? <laughs> Meltzer's reporting that uh, Regal was really moved by the message on Twitter, or that he wasn't, or that he doesn't have or Twitter. You know? Um, no. Uh, Dave Dave reported that Regal's deal was for a year, which is coming right. up pretty soon. So everybody's like, yes. oh, well, Regal is going to hightail it back to WWE so quick. It's funny. But then Dave had to clarify, Except yeah, it's actually three years. 
So well, and and, and that is how I wasn't even aware of that. So that's actually very funny. Uh, what I was going to say was, except for the fact that he just made a major move at full gear. Now he's like allying himself with um, <laughs> MJF. Uh, MJF, yeah. Well, the new, okay. The so, so the the storyline. There was a part where apparently John Moxley told Regal after he betrayed him to run and get out or or something like that. And people were like, oh, this is his way out. They're going to have Moxley or somebody write him off. And then he'll go back to WWE when his contract expires. Yeah. But yeah, if he's in there for three years, I could, but I, I legitimately could see Regal as one of those guys that if Triple H reached out to Tony Khan and said, Hey, let's work together. Like, give me, give me right. Regal back and we can do stuff together. You know, like Regal could be the bargaining yeah. chip that Tony Khan needs for, for Senpai to notice him. Because right. AW is just walking around with giant banners that says, please notice us, Triple H. Please put us on your radar. Um, anyway. Or don't, or they're not or, actually doing that. Or, or, or there is no Tony Khan. Like, no one really knows. None of that's real. So, oh, uh, we kicked off five some... Matches. Yeah, five matches. It's very tight, like you said. Each match got plenty of time. One match yep. got so much time, more time than it needed, and it was the only down, yes. like the the only bad thing on the entire show. But let's go top to bottom. Yeah. It kicked off with the women's war games match. It was Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Asuka, Alexa Bliss, and Mia Yim, Michin, Mia Yim, Michin, yeah, against Bailey, Dakota Kai, Io Sky, Rhea Ripley, and Nikki Cross, which uh, f- was good. And I want to mention, did you see on Raw? I didn't notice this until someone pointed it out because I just wasn't paying attention. But on Raw, the Alexa thing, the Alexa thing, yeah. So they're interviewing yeah. Alexa Bliss and Bianca and Oscar. Uh, when behind Alexa, the Bray Wyatt symbol flashes for a brief second. You really had to like yep. be paying attention. And then Alexa is just staring off into space. Her smile slowly fades, and then she's like, you know, oh, I'm sorry. Like she wasn't paying attention. And like, yeah. uh, uh, I know Alexa really loved that character apparently and really wants to get back to it because she doesn't feel like her current character is a character. It's just smiling, right. pretty Alexa Bliss. Um, yep. I, maybe. <laughs> Bliss smiling politely. Yes. And maybe it will be done better under the Triple H, you know, regime. But I, I would like to think if she's going to go back into that, that, um, that world, darkness. I guess. Not necessarily that gimmick, but into some, you know, form of that, that it will not be exactly what she did before. Because Bray's not doing exactly what he did before. So it would be. No, he's doing a, much worse. Yes. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to think that where Bray Wyatt has too much control, maybe they would give her like a similar level of control to just be like, hey, what do you want to do? And maybe some of her creativity can kind of temper some of his, because Lord knows somebody needs to. Yeah. Um, she starts bleeding but, black goo again, and I'm out. I can't imagine that was her plan the first time around. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, I like that something's happening there because I remember distinctly coming out of, I think it was coming out of Survivor Series. I'm looking through like the the r slash squared circle thread about it, and somebody had mentioned, boy, if anybody, if there was any like downside to that match, and it's not that she wrestled poorly or anything, it's Alexa Bliss. She just looks like she doesn't want to be there. Yeah, so I'm like yeah, it's, it's hard to very to not much. See yeah. Um, that spot with Nikki Cross, it seemed like everything was going to, you know, be interesting and, and good there because, like, oh, they were, you know, commentary was on point. Oh, they're former tag team champions. They used to be friends. You know, Nikki's kind of now back in her sane slash. It's funny that Nikki is saner now that she's crazy than she was for the past <laughs> year as an almost a superhero. Uh, but they tried the handcuff spot and that didn't. That work. was bad. See, Alexa got frustrated with that. <laughs> yeah, that was real um, bad. And, and there was a lot of talk in that same thread about, like, you know, why is she not, like, acting or something? Like, she's married to Ryan Cabrera now. They've got this great home life, apparently. She talks about how great it is all the time. She doesn't really look like she wants to wrestle anymore, and maybe it's creative. And she... I, I don't know. She clearly has, you know, not to not to say that this is the most important about a person, but she's clearly gorgeous. She has that... She ha- she really does have that, like, girl-next-door really supermodel look. Like, yes. that, is, that is a rom-com actress. Acting. Yeah has done has done like music videos and all sorts of other stuff and and it it sounded like that was the way it was trending like she married ryan and it, it started sounding like okay they're gonna kind of do their yeah. own thing and she's gonna leave like her wrestling time. career is on the way um, down right well i mean she had the huge run as a heel <laughs> all the way on. down my god i just got it. i legitimately <laughs> didn't get it um uh <laughs> now I'm totally throwing Recover. it. Point being, it looked like it looked like maybe that was like the beginning of the end, and then this happened. And so I'm 
in a way, I'm hopeful that like they'll kind of parlay that all into the same thing. Maybe they'll even use some legitimate shots of her being frustrated and be like, "This is where it was heading toward." Yeah. But it's it's uh, like you, I'm I'm extremely hesitant. I'm not even going to say cautiously optimistic. I don't know that I am optimistic. I am hesitant about this whole thing because. Last time it was very cool for a while, and much like most of the Bray Wyatt stuff, it went on just that little bit too long, and then it eventually went off the deep end to like, what are we doing? What is happening? What's the point of any of this? I, so, I, I to an extent, I really liked the the Alexa Bliss Bray Wyatt style character. I liked she she very much to me almost had like a Harley Quinn style innocent you know yeah. maniac uh sure. demeanor and she was you know she was throwing fireballs at randy orton she was kind of mixing it up with yeah. the guys uh i thought the the part where they burned bray wyatt was stupid but we got that cool shot of a burnt bray wyatt coming back to defend alexa which yeah. he then shrugged off magically before his match with randy orton oh god one of the best things that came out of that that i remember was it was early in in Alexa's turn when she had full blown turn. She had gone to the the Bray Wyatt style gear. She's in a match with Nikki after they had split their tag team. And I don't know, maybe a minute into it, Nikki like snaps her harder to the mat. And when she gets up, there's this like it, it, commentary even mentioned. Oh man, it looks like she kind of got her bell rung a little bit there. Alexa starts looking around like, oh, what? Like she just came back to life. She looks at her gear and starts like pulling at her shirt and is like, what? She starts crying. Oh, Alexa's talking to me. That's weird. I guess she heard me say Alexa. Oh, yeah, yeah you can't say Alexa. Anyway. <laughs> just call it Bliss from now on. Long story short, she kind of acts like she's just snapping out of something. Okay, still talking to me. <laughs> Hang on a second. I got to stop this. Uh, Hunter is now yelling at his Alexa. That's there why definitely a song playing, and I'm like, yeah. "What is happening?" We don't want to get this. We don't want to get this pulled. Like CCW got the live stream pulled from Facebook on Saturday. Facebook literally shut down our live stream because of copyright music for the oh, entrance music, music. for a yeah, charity yeah. show for St. Jude. Fuck you, of Facebook. Course. Anyway, but long story short, she she snaps out of like the seemingly the Bray Wyatt transfer minute, and Nikki like doesn't really know what to do in the match because on the one hand she doesn't trust Alexa anymore, but at the same time. Her friend is like crying in front of her, going, What's wrong with me? What happened to me? And the second Nikki gets too close, she snaps her, DDTs her, does the little clap, pins her. Yeah. It was, it reminded me a lot of that that bit that she pulled away back in the day with her because she has the double jointed elbow. Yeah, where, where it looks so like her Sasha arm's broken. Had, yeah. Yeah. Sasha mm-hmm. had done the thing and she's like freaking out looking at it and she just tricks her. It was great. That was yeah. great stuff. Um, That's good. That's good. Dripping black goo from your face, not as cool. And And, never explaining it. And how you how do you not tie that into the X Files? The black (laughs) goo. How do you not have the cigarette smoking man show up next week? Crycheck's available. Crycheck was right there. He's right there the whole time. I did, I did like that coming out of that on Raw. The match itself at, at War Games, uh, or at the Survivor Series, the War Games match, I thought was really good. Like you said, there were a couple of spots that didn't work all that well, but not to give too much away, I honestly thought as a match, just as a wrestling match, as a War Games match, the women's match was better than the men's. That I thought it was better than the Bloodline versus the Brutes match overall. I, I like both of those matches, and what I really like about both of them is that they both had storylines going into them. It, like you said earlier, it wasn't random shit thrown together for the sake of being thrown together. I truly right. believe that you know Bianca Belair's side and Bailey's side really wanted to hurt each other. Same with the men's yes. match. Um, I, I was sad that we didn't get the traditional Survivor Series match because that is legitimately my favorite uh, pay-per-view of the year because I love those matches. Um, but I thought what they did was good with the war game stuff. It felt special. So that was very cool. And I agree with you. I thought it was a good match. Solid all around. Um, I'm happy that Bianca Belair got the loudest reaction of all of the women. Maybe not Becky Lynch. It was close, but it just, it warms my heart as someone who didn't get Bianca Belair first. It gets, it warms my heart to see people reacting to her so well. So that's cool. Absolutely. Uh, moving in to uh, the Battle of the Club, AJ Styles versus Finn Balor one-on-one. Um, and this is one of those times where it would have been really easy to have a Survivor Series match. Right? Yes, but which I, was the shock. So I'm surprised they didn't do that. Matches. Yeah. Well, you know, they ended up having the, the team match on Raw. It, it wasn't an elimination-style match. Um, but I, I think it was one of those, we have two other major matches. Yes, we could have a traditional Survivor Series-style match, but that's yet another multi-man tag team match. Like, how much of that can you do on the same show? Um, Ask Jason. So I get it. I, I do think if you were going to do it, this... 
I do think if you were going to do it, this would have been the place to do it. But at the same time, I'm never going to be upset about getting Finn Balor versus AJ Styles. Probably the best wrestled match of the night overall. Um, I thought it was really good, honestly, in terms of just the the out-and-out wrestling. Do I think that there could have been more on the line? Absolutely. I think there are other storylines going, and I'd, I wouldn't have hated to see a title get thrown in there. I don't know what it would have been. Um, yeah. And, you know, the crazy... I, it was good. I mean, it was good. Coming out of this, the crazy statistic uh, that this was the first singles Second. victory. Oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. No, this is the first AJ Styles singles victory in three years on pay-per-view. Three Oh, see, I didn't know years. that one. Holy, really? Yes. He is. I was going to say, well, this is only the second time the two of them have faced each other in WWE, like in a, in a one-on-one contest. Yeah, because they did, what, 2017? I think they wrestled each other, and it was really good. Yep. Um, I think, wasn't that when... Um, it, it was w- a replacement deal. Yeah, because it yeah. was It was when... Um, oh, who was it? The, it was when they... The, 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 who was it? It's a score bunny. Oh, it is a score bunny, yeah. yeah. No, it, it was when that... <laughs> the, there, there was some... Was it mono? There was something going was around. There? Yeah, somebody got something and they couldn't. They had to change and, the whole uh, card around and right, right. Yeah, and they put Balor against AJ Styles instead, and it turns out to be like a fantastic match. So this was really good, and I'm glad AJ won. I wish they hadn't done the match the next night that should have been on here, but what are you gonna do? You know? Yeah, it's thank, understandable. Thank I mean, God the if, club's if they're gonna build this. If they're gonna keep this going, it would have made sense. Instead, you do the team battle here, and then at, at WrestleMania, you do the one on one with all the teams at ringside and all right. that. Right. Um, I, I still look. I like Mia Yim just fine. I have, I have absolutely nothing against her. She's very talented. I'm glad to see her working again. Um, I'm kind of also glad she didn't just follow Keith Lee to AEW. You know. Yeah. Um, but I do think the Mia Yim thing's a little forced. It's extremely forced. They, she had no it's real connection little, to them. No, and and, and I on get TV it. nobody did. Right there, there was no reason to just there. There was nobody, I should say, uh, else who had any better reasoning to join up with them. So you know, if that's your way of reintroducing me, um, that's fine. Um, I did think it was very funny that when she came out, she had the the mask on, and you could almost hear some people like, "Oh God, I forgot about I forgot about reckoning or what, what yeah. do they call retribution." Retribution. That's what it, her, her name was. Reckoning. She was she reckoning. Hold it down, and they were kind of like, "Oh, ooh, okay." <laughs> we thought she forgot who she was for a minute. Never mind. We're good. Everything's fine. I'm trying to think. Every of, day is a gift. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who you could have pulled from Rhea Ripley's past to to put her against during all this to kind of give it more of an emotional impact. I can't think of anybody other than maybe like Charlotte Flair or somebody from NXT. But you can't do yeah. Charlotte Flair because no one's going to cheer her, and you can't do someone from <laughs> NXT because they wouldn't no. recognize. So I think Mia Yim was a exactly. decent choice of what they could do. Um, then the next match is the match that I don't I. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't. I I don't like Rousey. Still, I I, I still don't either. I, I at this point, I'm convinced I never will. And teaming her up with I, Shayna Baszler ain't gonna help. No, I mean, I, okay, I get it. At least, obviously, there's the the real life connection and all that. Um, Shayna Baszler wasn't doing anything. So while it is a little bizarre to see her go from, you know, two time NXT Women's Champion, completely undefeatable, to now she's Ronda Rousey's lackey, it's kind of silly, right? Um, the the Rousey the Rousey experiment and I'm calling it that because frankly that's to me that's what it is this was never a guaranteed thing and it's never gotten any better. No. Ronda is not getting better in the ring. I wouldn't say she's getting worse, but she is getting sloppier because it's clear that she doesn't care. And and tell me what I do and don't know all day long. Obviously, I cannot say you know with 100 percent certainty that's true. But I've been watching this product a long time. It's the whole reason we talk about this stuff on this show in this venue in this format the way that we do. Right. I watch Ronda Rousey wrestle. She does not look like she gives a crap. And I think some of that is because the crowd has beaten it out of her. She came in and and somebody somewhere thought this is going to be the thing that that is going to blow people's minds that Ronda Rousey's in WWE. But it was again, we've we've beaten this into the ground at this point ourselves. It was years too late. Mm-hmm. It was two two MMA losses too late. She was past her prime as a as a public figure. So it didn't work then as the smiling baby face. It didn't work when she turned heel basically because nobody liked her. And it's not really working any better now. I mean, the promos might be a little better just because they're kind of letting her say whatever she wants. And clearly she has a lot of disdain for the people in the, in the industry and, and the, the audience and all that. I think she's speaking a lot of truth without saying it. So that's good. I mean, it fuels, you know, an interesting character or it could anyway, but she's just not a good wrestler. 
I, she's not. Yeah. You cannot convince me that someone who's not named Ronda Rousey, who does not have her previous prestige in MMA, would have been hired by WWE to be at the level she is right now if she if she didn't have those things. My, I, I, I don't believe it. My, my problem with Ronda Rousey is that, in my opinion, she's never looked comfortable in the ring. Like, no. she's... She's as someone that just really started re- wrestling recently. You can go back and watch some of my old matches. And starting out, I I know how that feels. You know, you don't feel comfortable. You're trying to remember your spot. You're trying to make sure you do everything right. And sometimes you forget to sell the fact that you're doing it. Um, to right. me, Rousey has always looked like she just she's. You can call it intensity, maybe, but she just looks like she's so hyper focused on doing what she's supposed to be doing. She doesn't have the same. I don't know. It doesn't feel natural. Not and, fluid. Yeah, it's not natural. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't think she'll ever be at that point. Um, no, because now she doesn't care. There was a potential there for a while for that to be the case if they had invested into her the right way. But she's been crapped on a lot, frankly. And, and I'm sorry, she earned it. She's not very good in the ring. She shouldn't have been in there when she was. She got frustrated with the fans. She got frustrated with the company. She came back, I think, out of a sense of obligation. Probably also the it's the crusty excuse. They drove a dump truck full of money up to my house. Well, she doesn't. Stone. She's not made of stone, are you know? right? And and she really doesn't have any incentive to get better. Why why would she try to get better? She has right. the SmackDown Women's Championship. She has a lackey in Shayna Baszler, one of the most decorated NXT women of all time. And she, it, it, it's the lol Cena wins, lol Roman wins, lol Brock wins. Now it's lol Rousey wins. Um, I, I was critical when they put the title onto her and took it off of Liv Morgan, and everyone went, "Oh, hang on, they got something for Liv. Where's Liv now? What's she doing?" I I legitimately can't Crazy. tell you. I legitimately can't nope. tell you. I have no idea where Liv Morgan is. She wasn't even a question to be part of one of those teams because they did the oh she's like smiling crazy hardcore Liv disappeared gone. I'm sure she'll come back, and I, I, you know, I, I foresee better things for her down the line. But there were people who were convinced, oh, you know, just because she lost Rousey, that's just because they have better things in mind for. Her. And I thought she was the champion. What better was there for her? <laughs> it reminds what me, else would like her to do <laughs> when when Matt Hardy was fighting Edge um, during that whole debacle with them, and mm-hmm. everybody was critical of the way Ed, that Matt Hardy had been booked. They're like, oh, he shouldn't be losing these matches. You know, he needs to be set strong. And Matt was always like, oh, just wait, wait, just wait. There's something. Oh, when, yeah. you, when you see the full story, you'll know. And then nothing happened. You'll- and everybody's, yeah, and like, well, what happened, Matt? And he was like, ah, he, you know. And then he threw a smoke bomb down and ran off all the way over to fucking. <laughs> see him through it because it didn't like shoot yeah. up enough yet. <laughs> He's calling Dixie Carter at the time, going, help. Um. <laughs> I, I feel bad mostly in this match. By the way, I don't think we ever even mentioned it. Shotzi was her opponent, uh, and I feel bad for Shotzi. Man. Dude, Shotzi was, was out there putting her all into it. It's the Liv Morgan thing. Like she deserved a better person to have that big chance against. I'm I'm so torn on Shotzi because one, she looks incredible, and I don't mean that as in like I think she's hot. I just love her look, the green hair, the the yeah. tank. Like she has she has such a yes. unique look. She has such a unique name, especially if you have her full name, Shotzi Blackheart. That is a cool fucking mm-hmm. name. Blackheart will Absolutely. always be a cool name. Shotzi is very cool. Um, but she's done things. I don't think she's a fantastic wrestler. Who am I to judge? Obviously, I'm just saying what yeah. I feel. But. She's also made some questionable decisions in the past couple of months online. I remember she got into a big thing with, I think it was Liv Morgan. You know, you funny you talk about her, um, where they kind of got personal with each other. And Shotzi said something. Yeah, she said something super stupid about Liv. And I think it was Liv. And Liv basically said, you know, something like, let me know whenever you delete your social media again because you said something stupid again. And then sure enough, a little bit after that, Shotzi deleted her social media again because of what had happened. So, yeah, she she kind of strikes me as kind of an immature person. But I agree with you that I would not have fed her to Ronda Rousey. I don't know who you feed to Ronda Rousey. The the only thing I can figure is have Shayna turn on her almost immediately and let them wrestle. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, at, at this point, if you've really got to keep Rousey around, let her wrestle her friend. Um, they can't hurt Shayna Shayna Baszler's reputation any more than they already have. If, yeah. if there's one thing that Triple H hasn't really done much in terms of trying to do anything for, it's it's rehabbing her. And I guess you could say putting her with with Rousey was part of it. But I mean, again, what a step down to go from being like the pinnacle of NXT women. Basically, it's Oscar and then her. Right. In terms right. of numbers and title reigns and all that. Um, 
to then being Ronda Rousey's, you know, minion. You know, lackey number one. Like I don't know. Oscar would be somebody I think you could put against Ronda Rousey and it'd be believable. Uh, but most people, I don't think it would be. Mm. Um, Asuka, I, I don't disagree with you. I just I'm sad at thinking that Oscar would be getting beaten by Ronda Rousey. Well, That's every, everybody will be because Rousey is clearly, you know. She's well, I mean, Ronda Rousey's she, not the champion. Everyone should be saying, "Where's Ronda?" She was one of the the greatest UFC fighters of all time until she tarnished her own she legacy was. by being an ungrateful loser and yes. tanking her reputation. We were actually talking about yep. this at the office the other day about Rousey specifically and how she was such a good fighter, and then she just could not handle the stress of losing. She could not handle the stress of not succeeding. And same thing in WWE. And- Man, I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but I get some of that to a certain degree. As as a uh, as I talk about sometimes, a former gifted child, you know, straight A student. The first time that you screw up, you go, "Oh well, um, I'll be over here now in this little hole, and I'll see you in eighteen years." You know, uh, I'll, do, I'll do, you put yourself <laughs> so in the trash it. can, and you go, "I'll take care of it. Don't worry." <laughs> So, I mean, you know, I get that to a certain degree, but yeah, when when you're a professional and an adult. It, it just can't be that way, man. Even if what you're doing is is fighting other people for money, like it, right. it just it's not a mature decision to make. And no. and no part of me will ever understand why anyone thought we're going to bring her into WWE and this is it. This is going to set gonna the world. Set, off. Well, because of Brock Lesnar. It's like somebody. I, I was going to say. I guess looked at Lesnar, not recognizing that Lesnar was already a champion wrestler and professional wrestler. Yeah, and thought we can do it again. Yeah, because it's not, it's not like Did not. Rousey didn't start in WWE, go to UFC, then come back. She started in UFC, exactly. d- destroyed her career, and then came over like, hey, but I'm still Ronda Rousey. And everybody's like, and? It seemed like she only even wanted to wrestle because of that reaction she got with The Rock at WrestleMania that one year against mm-hmm. Triple H and Stephanie. Oh, they like me. That that was interesting. No, that was it was interesting in the moment. For for a split second there, it was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's a little you know celebrity guest appearance. What you took away from that, Ronda, was... Oh my God! They want me to wrestle. Everyone went. Wait a minute. Hang on. <laughs> that was that was not the plan. Yeah. Please back up. So that was the that was the only I think black eye yeah. on the event. It was not a, it was not a great match. Uh, it wasn't. I don't. I'm hearing what. It, I don't know what I'm hearing yeah. upstairs. I don't know. If someone's talking. Yeah. I don't know who's talking. <clears throat> anyway, oh, three way for the uh, for the U.S. Championship. It's uh, Austin black Theory theory. versus the Battle Toad. Bobby Lesh, what's that? Maybe it's your speaker. It's your smart speaker. Oh, hold on. You say, you say who's in this match. I'm going to listen. Okay. So, a triple threat match for the United States Championship. It's uh, Seth Rollins defending against Austin Theory. And uh, I hear plates. I definitely heard yeah. it just now. I, it's like dropping supper. I'm hearing plates. I don't know. I think she's up there doing something. I think she's listening to like a podcast or something. She doesn't understand what headphones are. <laughs> U.S. title, Seth Rollins, Austin Theory, Bobby the Lashley. The Battletoad, Bobby uh, Lashley. The Battletoad. I, look, I honestly... And fake-ass Trent match. Daniels, Austin Theory. Yeah. <laughs> and I, um, that was maybe the only thing I didn't like, and legitimately, I gotta be honest with you, I don't I don't love the plan to move that title onto Austin Theory. The new, what was it? The new vicious Austin Theory. And I'm yeah. like, weren't the Viking Raiders just the new vicious Viking Raiders like well, a week he, ago? He's got a beard <laughs> now, Hunter. Who's trying to get new and vicious over? I don't understand why these also, things are. Also, I apologize to the listeners. If Hunter can hear the plates and he can hear the other people talking, then you probably can too. It's it's fine. So honestly. I apologize. And once I recognized what it was, it was it was not. At first, I was like, "What the hell?" I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go yell and say it's recording time. You don't have to build IKEA furniture when I'm recording. It's <laughs> the Schlugenwagen. How's it gonna get made? Um. I okay. Here's probably the only thing I really didn't like about this match, short of just you know, I, I'm willing to give Austin Theory a chance as, as U.S. champion. I don't hate Austin Theory, and I do like that they've at least you know freshened him up a bit. He's not a total goof anymore. Um, the the ending move, I thought the the build up to most of the match was fine. The wrestling was great. It was a fun match to watch. But that bit where Rollins had Theory up for the Falcon Arrow and Lashley hits him with normally I love a Lashley spear, but because of the nature of the spot. He had to hit him with the most like Care. shoulder glance. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like Lashley like rebounded off of Rollins' ribs. Like he hurt himself more by hitting the chiseled abs ribs. I said I meant abs. The chiseled abs of Seth Rollins and Rollins was like, "What the hell? Oh shit, I'm pinned!" Like 
And it was <laughs> that's what it looked like to me. It was also the slowness of it. Like you could you could almost sense that he was supposed yeah. to like roll over immediately, but he didn't. Yep. So there was yep. an awkward pause, and yeah, it just it didn't go very well. Um, the match itself was great, literally up until that point. Honestly, yeah, it's funny though how something like that can can kind of alter uh, a match quality. So I had a match over the weekend. I had a, a match you, with uh, as long as you hear getting out of the car, you know. It was it was me and Trent Daniels over the weekend, and we had this really brutal last man standing match, and one of my favorite matches I've ever had. Um, got it was one of the I think it stole the show. I don't think many people would argue with that too. the The problem was at the very end there was a miscommunication, and what was supposed to happen was Trent had us down, and I basically forfeited the match so he wouldn't hurt Corey, who was my manager in this match. And before he could do it, it was very similar to the the Judgment Day finish from a couple months ago with uh, um, Beth Phoenix. Peyton Ayers was supposed to come out and save us. Well, there was a miscommunication. Peyton thought he was supposed to wait for his music cue, and I thought he was supposed to just come on down. So the match happens, the ending, there's actual live video of Lindsay upstairs. uh, and, And we're standing in the ring waiting for about a minute and a half stalling oh no he was supposed to come out immediately uh, and save the day i literally have my legs taped i'm sitting there like at some point Corey and i start holding hands as i'm looking at him going like i won't let you go i won't let you get hurt because we have to stall because right. and, and trent is standing there eventually he's looking around i hear either him or Corey go where the fuck is peyton and then finally <laughs> a minute and a half later peyton comes out and saves the day and that was the most uncomfortable fucking minute the, i have ever had in wrestling let me add a similar story to that, and it's from the same uh, venue, the the second CCW show that I did. So we did the first show um, at, at the, uh, not the arena building, the first one was at the uh, Osage Center, right? Yeah. And, you know, the first one, I really, I had no idea what I was getting into. Like, we didn't even decide I was going to be GM until like two days before the show. I talked to Lee, and and I was going to be the guest ring announcer. And then he comes back, he's like, how do, you, how do you feel about being general manager? And I was like, that's a promotion, I'll take it, you know? <laughs> first show was great but it was it was very lawless jason would give me like one line like hey you want to go cut a promo tell him about this and i'm like yeah you know i do let's go um second show was like they want to bring me back all right dope we're gonna make it a whole thing i kind of have enemies now it's it's a whole deal i'm not gonna wrestle but like i'm kind of i'm really excited to be part of the show um in an even bigger capacity and so i get in touch with not just obviously you guys but like i had my in-laws were there my 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 father-in-law my mother-in-law my sister-in-law all of them had come along uh, my parents were going to come they didn't make it but like friends of mine from outside our friend group had come along and i was on that show a decent amount that was the one that ricochet was at if you remember ricochet and austin lane in the main event yeah um i i come out like two or three matches in to announce a replacement opponent in one of the women's matches and for the life of me off the top of my head i cannot remember who was like the the person who was already in the ring and the person I was calling out, but I came out to tell the person who was in the ring that they had a replacement opponent. And that was when the music was supposed to hit. And it didn't. And so the cue was supposed to be like, you know, I tell them, and your replacement is here right now. I wasn't supposed to say the name. So I say it and I wait and I'm pointing. And like I'm glancing over my wife is with my in-laws, like giving me the (laughs) (laughs) It's that sloth from the Simpsons. Yeah, that And so it go I mean that that is the epitome of uncomfortable silence. Yeah. And I remember making some dumb joke and I got a couple of laughs, probably pity laughs from you guys, and then like trying to do it again. And then I just kind of look toward the curtain, like trying and I can see people just like frantically trying to get music together. So I just say the name, thinking like, oh my god, I'm gonna be in so much trouble. And I lucked out because the moment I said the name was when the music hit, and I'm like, oh that's and I just kind of—I didn't even walk backstage. I just kind of walked into the crowd, like maybe if I just take off this vest. He did the Homer Simpson thing. You backed into <laughs> it. Yeah, I—I I, if I just put this away, they'll forget that I was there. Not to—not to keep this train a rolling, but a similar story. But uh, at the uh, the October show, I dressed up like the Phantom of the Opera. I had the the red mask of yeah. the, of death yeah. on. And the the point was, I came out to the Phantom's music. It's the overture from Phantom of the Opera. And I came out first, and I was gonna. I was managing uh, Denzel Rollins that night, so I come out. My music hits. I walk out. I'm in my Phantom gear. I feel like I look cool. I pull my hood off. I grab the cape and I, I hold my arm out towards the the uh, entranceway for Denzel. My music my music cuts out and stops. 
his music was supposed to immediately kick in from my music and he walks out. But it doesn't. Now I'm standing there in complete silence for about 40 seconds, holding my fucking cape, looking at the entranceway, oh, thinking, Adam, play the goddamn music because I feel like a fucking fool right now. <laughs> I'm dressed like the Phantom of the Opera, holding my fucking cape. No. To a, and everybody, I can hear the crowd murmuring about it. Like, well, what's he doing? <laughs> what's he waiting for? And I'm thinking, like, it's not my it's fault. Oh, my God. That was horrible. You know, it seems like there's a common denominator in it. No, never mind. Denzel uh, anyway, Rollins. Yeah. Moving on. Manda, let's just talk about the main event. It's just the main event. Yeah. That's all there is. Bloodline and the and the Brutes plus Owens plus uh, Drew McIntyre. Um, the entire story for this match was Sami Zayn and Jey Uso. Yes. Like at the end of the and day Kevin that's Owens. really and I mean Kevin Owens, yeah, but yeah. At, at the end of the day that's really what it was. And ultimately man, that's fine. I I don't think anybody came into this thinking that the anybody but the bloodline was going to win. I remember hearing people say, "Well, the bloodline doesn't have anything on the line in this match. They can afford to lose this match. There's no titles on the line. Maybe it's time they dropped one." And I remember at the same time going, "To who? Ridge Holland? You really think they're going to lose a match to Ridge Holland?" Um, I said it before, I, I thought it was a really good match, but this was more about the story, whereas the, the women's match, while there was definitely a through line and, and a story that's been you know building since SummerSlam, the match itself, the, the in-ring uh, action was better. This one was, was great, don't get me wrong, but it was, again, it was more about... Sammy pulling Jay out of the way after he got sent in to save him. You know, the to me, one of the best looks of the whole thing was Sammy going to, or I'm sorry, Jimmy going to leave the cage and Roman just grabbing his shirt. Mm-mm, you, you know, and, and yeah. commentary, God bless him, did an incredible job of doing the, you know, okay, this is the test. You know, Roman sending, sending Sammy down there and saying, like, if you want to prove to me that you're part of this team, you're going to go save the one guy who doesn't trust you. Go in there and save his ass. And he did. Um, the hug at the end, all of the this is your family stuff from Owens, um, Sammy just literally being beaten up. And, oh, man, I, I know that the entire Internet is losing their minds over Sammy Zayn right now. But can we talk a little bit about the little the little things that he adds, like just the little strokes of, of masterpiece that he adds to this when he saves Kevin Owens? There's like two or three pinfalls broken up in the minute leading up to that. And they're all somebody diving in from off screen, hitting the guy with the elbow, Mm -hmm. right? It's every pin breakup from a tag team match you've ever seen. Some guy dives in, somebody grabs somebody's leg and pulls them off the guy they're pinning, whatever. Right. Sami Zayn interrupts a pin. But what does he do? Because it's Kevin Owens who has someone pinned. He grabs the ref's arm. Yeah. Stops them from counting the three, which is objectively silly. The ref could just go other hand three right you know? like, but it's wrestling it's not illegal but it's wrestling and the ref is looking at him like what are you doing you know it's not illegal to do what you're doing but what are you doing but he didn't hit kevin owens right he didn't hit him until it full-blown came down to roman's watching and i gotta do something yeah so he hits him below the belt he hits the haluva kick and even then he refuses to get the pin on him he makes jay do it and he sets it up like a, an opportunity now you pin him I'm giving this to you. Um, that apparently carried on to Raw. And I didn't see this, but I read about oh, it. Oh, it was one of the best segments I've seen in wrestling, uh, legitimately. I need to see it yeah. Or, uh, visually, yeah. Because it, it makes sense. And, yes. and and the acting, the acting that Sami Zayn brings to it, the the legitimate heartbreak you can see in his face when he's trying to pretend that he doesn't care. Quivering lip, yeah. man. Like he's, he looks like it doesn't just look like he's gonna cry. He legitimately looks like he's gonna start weeping. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. it's a masterclass, and everything that is happening right now is is incredible storyline wise. Yes. The match itself was good. What really funny is to me is that Roman Reigns is being eclipsed by Sami Zayn and Jay Uso and and Kevin yes. Owens. That Roman is kind of like yes. he's the head of the table and he's the most important guy, but he's not the guy you're paying attention to. You know. And and don't get me wrong, I don't think this is going to lead to like a Batista turns on Evolution thing, in the sense that you know he starts to eclipse the the other guys. But I do wonder if they're not going to have to find a way to work some variation of that in there because Sammy has gotten so ridiculously popular that maybe there's a little bit of Roman that at some point in time goes, you know, yeah, you're part of the bloodline now, you're part of the family, but remember what part you are. 
you know, you're not the tribal chief. Yeah. You're not me. You're here to back me up. That's your job. That's what you do. Um, yeah, because he's been too nice to Zane. He has done no- yes, You did see especially that. Especially lately. You did see that moment at Survivor Series when he hugged Zane. Um, or maybe it wasn't Survivor Series. Maybe it was SmackDown. I forget. Uh, but he hugs Zane. And Zane looks terrified because he thinks he's going to, like, you know, verbally assault yeah. him. He hugs him. But then yeah. the look on Roman's face of just, like, he goes from smiling and warmth to complete cold. Like, you can tell he does not care about Sami Zayn. And I think that now maybe the other members of the Bloodline does. Or they don't, according to Dave Meltzer. It, it could be that. <laughs> or it turns out Jimmy's going to turn on all of them. Yeah. Or Kevin Owens going to join the Bloodline. Or we'll have to wait until next week to find out. Yeah. Put it behind a paywall. Either way, the match was great. Survivor Series was great. Well, if for for yep. what is it? Four ninety nine. You can call Freddie Freaker. <laughs> no, it's two dollars. Two dollars. Well, two dollars oh, a call. Well, inflation is probably up to like seventeen by yeah. now. Freddie's got to um, make money too. If I, I I don't like I don't like giving like numbers and star ratings and stuff generally, but this this was such a, a very straightforward show. I would I could easily say this is a good four out of five show. Yeah, it's above average. That. It's not perfect. Um, I like a five ranking system because that's pretty straightforward. It's perfect. It's total garbage. It's somewhere between those two, or it's dead center. Um, if I had to give it one, yeah, I'd, I'd go with a four. I think a four Shots is a, yeah. That's Rota that's was okay. That that's the uh, that's the problem. It it, it would have been. Yeah. I, I might even say a three point five only because I think the Shotzi Ronda match felt so out of place on this card. Um, but everything else was solid. I I think a four is a fair fair thing. And even the Shotzi Ronda match wasn't terrible. It's just in comparison to everything else, it it was right. You that's know? the part. That's the one that makes me wonder. Again, we talked about how you know such a tight card that that, that we had there. I would almost have rather had like an intercontinental title match. If they had built up something like that, I'd almost rather see somebody face Gunther for that and, and just leave the, leave Ron on the sidelines for now. Forever. And, you know, oh yeah. For now. Shot collateral damage to that, but yeah, forever. Yeah. All right. Well, Hey, you know what? That's way longer than we meant to go before the show. We said, oh, yeah. uh, we'll talk about survivor series. This won't go that long An hour and 10 minutes later. Here we are. So we're going <laughs> to, we're going to cut it off there. Um, weeks. We, we might be back tomorrow with an all-new After Dark. We probably will be. I mean, I really don't have yeah. anything else to do, so um, we'll, we'll figure no. out something fun to do. We already Go back and, and check out uh, the last two episodes. We had a very quick seven-minute episode where we explained Poking Nut November to Lindsay. That was a lot of fun. And then, of course, last night it was the return of Strahd, Sans one hero, yes. who yes. Dave Meltzer says may be done with the Curse of Strahd. Or he's just taking a or sabbatical. Or might be back next week. Yeah. Or... <laughs> Might be eating soup. I mean, who knows? Soup. You know? But that's uh, go listen to us literally tear Cody's insanity apart. He he was he's loving it. He was he's, not he's okay. A part of the insanity. I think that's my favorite part. In fact, last night I remember distinctly we got off on a little tangent at one point, and I was like, oh, "I'm sorry." And Cody goes, "No, that was my fault. I started that one." Yeah, <laughs> we just kept going. <laughs> he's definitely got to figure out how to disable the drawing thing, though. Uh, but anyway. Can't ask you politely them, ask the players not to do it or kick them from the game? Yeah, <laughs> that's the answer. <laughs> all right, uh, uh, we'll we'll talk to you guys tomorrow on an all new After Dark, or we or we won't, according, or we won't, according to Dave Meltzer. <laughs> <laughs> until then, until next week, for myself and Double H, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back more often. I know November was a light month. There's a lot of reasons that went into that, but uh, you know, we'll we'll definitely. Surely the month of Christmas won't be a busy one. Well, you know, you know, I felt. I I always get in my head of like, man, who cares? It's been like seven. We're going on eight years. It's 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 fine. No one cares anymore. But then you know, Michaela and Zane Landy, and they post their uh their Spotify wrap ups, and their number one podcast is us every year, and it's like yep. thousands of minutes. And I'm like, ah, uh, they <laughs> love us a million times too. We care. Like we're we're gonna have these conversations anyway. I think the last time you and I talked about like, I don't know, man, maybe it's time. Then we go. Well, we're still going to talk about this shit. We may as well put a mic up to it and go for it. I don't know. I feel like I haven't talked to anybody in about three weeks, but you know that's that's yeah. that's something else. You anyway. should. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow probably. But until then, for myself of Double H, thank you guys for tuning in. Hunter, take us out. Five Figure Death Punch is music for divorce cops, or it's not, according to Dave Belfry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>